PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. Welcome to Cinema Crespo Tiso. Whoa! Episode 307 is starting now with Cinema Crespo Tiso. I'm your host, Chris Crespo, chilling in the Crespo Tiso studio with your Chicago and Drew. What up? That air horn was frightening. It was in your face. I wasn't I wasn't quite ready for that. It was a blast of air compressed through plastic, mm-hmm. synthesized, through digitized, re-analogized, <laughs> and then synthesized again. Deep down, it's your current threat level is... <laughs> Magenta. Current threat level is magenta. Your beliefs are camouflage. They are. Yes. Camouflage. Camouflage. Ah. <laughs> from morals. <laughs> camouflage from morals. Are your beliefs camouflage from the morals of society at large? Uh, I mean, some of them, maybe. Yes. Maybe. Perhaps. Perhaps you don't find yourself aligned with the uh, hoi polloi or the proletariat. Are you more of a bourgeois or a Bolshevik? Where, where are you? I don't. Where do you, where do you land on the scale? I'm not sure are, if I understand what the question even means. On a scale between yellow <laughs> and mushroom, where do you fall? What's going on here, Jersey I don't know what you're talking about. You got kind of a Freddy Krueger thing on all. You need a hat and some. Oh, it's stripes. And some finger just, knives. Just, just because it's stripes. Oh, you need stripes. It's just stripes. That's all you need. I mean, it, the, the, I guess it's supposed to be thicker, bigger stripes. A lot thicker and much completely bigger. different colors. Not completely different. Yeah. What are the colors? I think it's like green and red or gray and red. Yeah, I mean, green and red. It's not blue and red. I'm playing that much right now. But there but is I, red. I think it's gray and red. Red is predominant. And those are the stripes, you know? Yeah. These are yeah. tiny stripes. Just because red stripes doesn't mean it looks like a Freddy Krueger. I mean, when I look at the American flag, I think Freddy Krueger. Immediately, just because of the stripes? I'm like, all that flag needs is a hat and some finger claws, and it's Freddy. It's a Freddy Krueger flag. Yeah. You don't think that? Am I no. the only one? I think you are. Waldo, just change his hat. Put put a hat on top of his hat. Give him finger claws. Yeah. Where's Waldo? Where's Freddy Krueger? Freddy Krueger Waldo? <laughs> Who's Freddy Krueger? <laughs> what is Freddy Krueger? What, what is Freddy Krueger? That's my act as a Christie knockoff series that I'm writing. Yeah, I was about to say, we did Freddy Krueger. The Adventures of Freddy Krueger. He's a private eye who investigates crimes, dream crimes. Dream crimes. That happen in overpopulated carnivals and theme parks and public parks. That's going to be a weird one. It is a weird one. Who is, what is Freddy Krueger? <laughs> That's not the name of the episode. <laughs> so what, so, so it, it's like carnival mixed with uh, mysticism mixed with, yeah, it's going to be weird. With horror. Horror. Yeah. Well, I guess I thought it's carnival. Carnival yeah. is just mystic- I guess it's just carnival. It's just carnival. carnival. <laughs> I, I, I just want to rewatch carnival. <laughs> That's all. But without Nick Stahl this time. Can we do that? Can we get somebody else? Can we CG him out and CG him who do, out? Who do you want in it instead in the lead role? Then? Uh, Christopher Plummer. Okay. I want, I want to CG everyone that I don't like out of things. And put Christopher Plummer and in? And put Christopher Plummer in. Until he dies. Well, by that point, we'll have enough Christopher Plummer digital inserts. Yeah, let's be able to do it forever. Just keep doing it over and over. Doesn't that sound like a great plan? I think we're Hollywood geniuses and we should be getting paid lots of money for what we do. I mean, that is, yeah. Instead of just constantly putting out for free like we do here. 
on this weekly show. We do episode 307 of Crest So is underway. Let's talk about Creed 2. Hey. Creed Dose. I, I have one of those. Okay. Yeah, hey, look at that. It's actual, are, are we fighting now? It's an actual... No, please. I'm t- too tired for that. <laughs> back, back hurts. I got a long week ahead of me. Um, Creed 2, spoiler-free review. If you want to hear our spoiler-filled review with all the deets, we spent an hour talking about Creed 2, and that's our bonus episode available at patreon.com slash crespediso but right $1. now if you just spend a dollar one instead of a penny for our thoughts it's a dollar for our thoughts it's a, it's a dollar for but then if you break it out over an hour a dollar for that hour it's like uh, a, little, a little over a penny it's I like mean, 2.3 pennies per minute worth of thought probably yeah. and if, if you take a thought a minute almost three pennies a thought that's a pretty good ratio there. For okay, sure. I'm just saying. Three pennies per I'm just saying ratio. the math works. Yeah, the math checks out. <laughs> okay. It's gotcha. the Fibonacci yes. sequence of uh, Patreon subscribage. Creed 2, spoiler free. Here we go, Drew. What did you think? I really enjoyed it. It was good. It was good. Yeah. It, I mean, it was nowhere near as the good, you know, as good as the first one. Mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, it was Can't Creed. Can't capture that magic. Exactly. Creed was one of those things where it, it came back at the right time and it was the right story right with the idea. right people, mm-hmm. right idea. It all just coalesced so well. It just worked. Uh, I mean, this is a, I mean, I guess you could say a successful sequel. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it's a it, sequel. It, it works for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it continues the story. The yep. story Correct. is fun to watch for yep. the most part. Yep. I mean, there are some, you know, little things here and there that I think plot-wise and story-wise were strange and whatnot. It's but, and it gets but, a little laggy in the middle. But you talk about that intensely. In and, depth. In depth, you know. we get into all the weird the weird choices that this movie does make with the characters and, mm-hmm. and uh, how it does affect the story overall, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why then... I wouldn't be surprised if... Can you look up the runtime for the first Creed? Because this one, it, it's two hours and like 10 minutes or 15 minutes, and it felt long. And I think it's caused about two-thirds of the way through the movie. There's some wheel spinning going on and some repetition and also just doesn't feel as like... Creed was 2.13, really? Yeah, see, so they're the same length. Yeah, but this one felt... Creed did not... Creed felt, Creed felt short. Yeah, because Creed is constantly going each no. scene is feeding into the next one and it's building wonderfully this one it has a few and the, guy, the wheels got stuck in the mud here and there no. um, but they still got over the finish line you know? I mean yeah it was still it, it was it was good I mean it was you know the Rocky 2 to Rocky yes the Rocky 2 through 4 to, to Rocky it, it smushed them all together and uh, like Michael B. Jordan's fine. I'm not more than fine. He's good. He's, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a he's, he, he 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 brings the magic back. It's, I mean, it's e- on his shoulders. Ev- everybody comes back at the level they were at when we left them. Yeah, uh, Tessa Thompson, uh, Stallone, uh, the dude who plays the uh, the other trainer yeah, that the, no one yeah. can remember his name. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're like, man, we got to connect this all to, to Apollo Creed. So I was thinking at one point, Carl Weathers' face. It's like all over this movie. He must yeah. have been like watching this movie like, yes. Look at that. <laughs> I'm sure he gets paid. It's like, I'm all over this thing, baby. Yeah. Good old Carl Weathers. And it's like young Weathers too while yeah. he's still like a full head of hair. Mm-hmm. And he's probably looking at that now like, oh man. Yeah. Um, Drago. Speaking of older people coming back. Oh, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren was awesome. I mean, I, he he was a good Ivan mm-hmm. and uh, whoever that guy was that played Victor, Victor Drago Victor is Drago. a monster of a man well, he's a giant man and uh, I guess he's an actual actor <laughs> I don't know what is that he possible is. I don't know what he is but he is a fucking beast but I mean it's like 
Yeah, it's like uh, the guy who plays the mountain in Game of Thrones. He's not an actor, right? No. He, he's just like a large no, he's, man. I, actually, I think he's I think he's like a professional, a pro- professional strongman. Right, right, exactly. Like, yeah. A professional Icelandic strongman. Yeah, like a Magnus for Magnus. Mm-hmm, like, exactly. Yes. Uh, and this guy looks like the he looks like a Russian boxer because those guys are like a Klitschko yeah. brother. He does. Although I think he's German, we determined during the spoiler. Yes. Episode. Um. Yeah, he's a huge dude. But then, you know, as Victor Drago, all he has to do is mostly uh, either look intimidating. He has, he has to look mean and kick ass. Or may, at times, maybe a little bewildered. Yes, but that's fine. <laughs> that's I mean, fine. That's, that, that's all he really needs. Mm-hmm. And then one scene, him and his dad get to have a little emotional yelling at each other scene yeah. where they get some emotions out. And then mm-hmm. like, oh, this big lunk does have a thought in his head I guess well yeah they, I mean there that is one of the many threads of this rope of a story it seems the old uh, the father son thing no. and the yeah fighting other yes exactly there's definitely thematic threads there but I don't know it's it's, it's good it's enjoyable uh, if they make Creed 3 I'll go see it I'll go see it for sure and that is when I would rewatch Creed 2 yeah, probably. I'd have a nice little sit down. I'd watch Creed, I would, Creed I would two, and then go see. Definitely Creed rather 2. watch Creed again than Creed two. And then I'd be like, "Oh man, these things are getting worse." <laughs> of course they are. Well, I mean, it's the law of diminishing. It returns is the law of diminishing returns. So rare when the sequel comes out, uh, just as good, if not better, than the yeah. OG. And even though we are, I mean, Creed is technically like Rocky seven. No, but it still feels like its own new thing. It is. Well, they managed to pull the, that off. It's the second installment of the. the I mean, it's the Rocky yeah. universe. Yeah, they managed to pull it off no. well. Whereas I feel like. Jurassic World oh. still just feels like that's Jurassic Park 4. No. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is just Jurassic Park 5. Like Just because they changed the title, I don't feel like it's a whole new thing. But Rocky, yeah. Creed, I do feel like they managed to separate. It's like Raw and SmackDown. It's still the same goddamn company, guys. I mean, You're not we'll tricking s- me. I mean, we'll see how... We'll see if this one deserves a sequel. I mean, I don't know how much it cost to make, but it only made... It made $55 million over the... Over the Long whole weekend. the weekend because yeah. it came out Wednesday. Mm-hmm. $55 million. That's got to be less than the original Creed. But it also... I bet you if we looked, which we're not going to do, the uh, first Creed probably had maybe a little bit less competition. Oh, probably. Because this weekend also had Robin Hood. And Ralph Breaks the Internet. Ralph Breaks the Internet. Uh, all those movies sort of having a, a pretty kind of heavy Venn diagram of like people who would go see. It's a Thanksgiving Day movie. Yeah. A lot of people go to movies on Thanksgiving, either with their families or to get away from their families. And because... Movie theaters and bowling alleys are traditionally the few things that are open on holidays. Well, no, and that's the thing. I mean, and if you don't and, want to do Black Friday shopping. Well, no, exactly. And, the, well, the thing is, too, a lot of movie theaters are or used to be attached to malls. So that's, it would make sense that's that, very you true. know, while during... Go to the AMC. Let's take a break. Let's go see a movie real quick, finish up our shopping, and go home. Very true. That's very, very true. So... Uh, yeah, so uh, there's a lot of competition. So almost sixty million. It'll be tougher to get to 150 with the movies coming out over the next few weeks. Uh, domestic, obviously. So will it make? A, I don't know. You know, that's the thing. Boxing movies actually they don't make that much money anyway. I mean, sports movies do well, but they're not. These movies don't make that much. So I bet mm. you, uh, when it comes like box office wise for for sports genre and for boxing movies. 55 is probably not bad. Probably not as much as Creed. That's no. fine. Creed, like you said, just like you said, had all the right elements, just the right time. Uh, this one just feels like the obligatory sequel. The first one was a hit, so we got to do another yeah, one. Exactly. You know, and no one's going to say no because everyone liked the first one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So will we get a third one? I don't know. Do we need one? Probably not. I'll tell you though, if it comes here, if we do get a third one, I will greet it. 
like I said, I'll go see it, and you know whether it's good or not will be a completely different story. It will be a totes. I mean, it might totally it, like story. like you said, it might just be a a whole retelling of the Rocky franchise. <coughs> can, can can Michael B. Jordan ride the ride Creed for as long as Sylvester Stallone has been riding Rocky to this day? Still, that's what I'm saying. I read an interesting quote from the director Steve Kaplan Jr. He said the final thing that they shot for the movie the final thing they shot was just simply um michael b jordan creed doing shadow boxing over a, a fire in a barrel like he's a homeless man and he, and and rocky is sitting there like in the dark and in, in, out in the nighttime just watching him and it's all part of a montage that we see at some point mm, okay and uh, that's the final shot that they did. Not the final shot of the movie, but it was like the last week, pretty much. And it was the last shot that they had involving Stallone. And he said after it was done, like Stallone almost immediately like got up and just started talking and turned this big speech. And it was like how he was very happy that to have uh, Michael B. Jordan there as his like essentially the su- the successor oh. to like pass the torch, et cetera, et cetera. And made this. He said it was a very emotional moment. And since it was like it was at nighttime in the desert, then he was backlit by the fire of the barrel and all this stuff and <laughs> yeah. talking about all this shit everyone was like oh man got really emotional and stuff really really funny little uh, anecdote yeah. about Stallone and like you said riding that pony all the yeah. way to him it's funny when they announced Rocky Balboa all the jokes were obviously so what he's yeah. gonna go out there with the walker and uh-huh. the old man Rocky uh-huh. he made that movie work now he's yeah. did Creed and Creed 2 it's so funny he didn't even want to do Creed yeah. When the idea first came to him, he was like, "No, no, no I'm doing. I'm happy with you. No, no, yeah. thank you." Because no. well, he, mean, he saw Rocky Balboa, was like, "It's done. The door is closed. Yeah. This is exactly the way I wanted to." They're like, "No, let's reopen the store. We got an idea. Let's do this. Come so, on." No, I don't know. <laughs> and then they showed him Fruitville Station. Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, okay, 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 yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, 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 definitely, definitely, absolutely." I mean, a certified fresh rotten tomatoes, eighty-two percent. Solid score. 6. Average 9. rating, I was about to say about 7.2. 6.9. I would give it a 7. Yeah. Hmm. 7 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I would give the first one like an 8. Because mm-hmm. 8 is high praise. And 9 is like, this movie is amazing. And 10 is like, there will be blood slash children of men territory. Yeah. You know, very, very few movies get a 10. What was the last movie to get a 10? Oh, there, were very, there are very few mo- movies that affect Mad, people. Mad Max Fury Road got a 10. Well, I, I mean, fuck those, man. Yeah. I saw that movie a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, but it was a long time between Mad Max Fury Road Damn. and There Will Be Blood. <laughs> that was like seven, eight years between movies. Yeah. There, oh, Blade Runner 2049. That's a 10 for me. No, yeah. When, Definitely. When I walked out of that theater. That was yeah, that was, yeah. It's just, it's it's so long. Oh, well, I was fine with it, though. In the first, Even the first time I saw it, I was like, yes. Uh, yes. No, upon like trying to rewatch it. Yes. Long. Like that time. Yeah, but I watch it at home now, so I can yeah. just watch in pieces of it or just watch the parts that I want. Exactly. Fine. Man, I mean, it's still fucking fantastic. Sometimes I just want to watch movie. the first, uh, just the first ten minutes, not yeah. even the first five minutes. It, it's rare that a sequel lives up so to good. the to the predecessor, but uh, I mean, shit, right there. Right, that's when it did it well. So, uh, but then they waited thirty five years. Creed yeah. came out of twenty sixteen. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't. I'm trying to think of more Creed songs, but I, fortunately, most of them have slipped out of my memory. It's which is good. That that's, is good. That is a good thing. Yeah, it's good. So I'm going to start a Creed playlist. You can follow me on Spotify, and we can oh. all rediscover Creed together, people. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, very '90s nostalgic. Hashtag Scott Stapp was right. Scott Stapp, what's his name? Mm-hmm. 
I'm trying to forget. <laughs> Are you trying to forget? That, that, that sounds phonetically right from what I remember hearing. He, he was part of the, uh, yes, alliteration. The, so if it made $55 million for the long weekend, where did it come out in the box office? No, that was five? number two. It was number two. What beat it? Uh, Roth breaks the internet. Oh, of course. For the did. total long gross, uh, $84.4 million. Hmm, long not, weekend. Not bad. Ralph breaks the internet. I found it interesting they dropped the Wreck-It Ralph title. Because yeah. originally, when they first announced it, yeah. was Wreck-It Ralph to colon. Ralph breaks the internet. Ralph breaks oh, the internet. It's just Ralph breaks the internet now. Um, I hate that phrase, breaks the internet. I've always hated it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, they broke the internet. Yeah, it got popularized in terms of like, because Kim Kardashian posted like a semi-nude pic. It was yeah. like, uh, Kim Kardashian breaks the internet. Like, uh, I checked in with the internet. Today. I'm pretty sure the uh, every website was working just fine. Thank you. Yeah. The Chinese and the Russians are trying to break our internet, but uh, a, a viral picture ain't gonna do the trick. <gasps> uh, tabloid clickbait, uh, no. mofos. So I hate that title already so much. Yep, but I mean, it's it's Disney. It's a kids' film. I mean, it's Disney. Our, it's got the Disney princesses. Our, our own PFT media. at Simon Town went with his family. Of saw course, because they're because they're Disney uh, Disney lovers. Yeah. Absolutely, they have little kids. They have three three very young ones. Yeah. They, it's for them. I saw the first one. Uh, I think on home video. It was fine. I don't think I watched it. It's fine. It's perfectly fine. Uh, Sarah Silverman's great, and um, uh, the video game jokes are fun. This one, they open up to the internet. They actually go to a real... I write about this today. This is funny. They go to a real movie website. Oh, okay. Called like allohmydisney.com or something like that. Because they have to get out of the video game world into the internet to find a, a, a missing a part to a fix. Thing for whatever. So, yeah, the MacGuffin <laughs> is they're fixing uh, the, the Vanellope's video game. Okay. Okay. So they have to go find the part. So they end up in the internet. And they end up in this Disney website. So in the trailer, remember all the princesses and stuff were all in there? Yeah. Apparently, at some point in the development, as they were going over the website, they were like, why is there an entire section on this website devoted to the Golden Girls? This is strange. It's all Disney, Disney princesses, all this stuff. And then there's the Golden Girls. Turns out Disney owns the Golden Girls. And this one website, which is like a very big muckety-muck Disney info website, has a huge section. They're like, we're going to devote a section to the Golden Girls. Because they own it. So they almost included the Golden Girls in the movie. But then they're like, for people who don't know this particular website, and for people who don't know, I didn't know this until today, that Disney owns the rights to the Golden Girls. For whatever reason. It would have been like, what the fuck is Blanche doing in this movie? (laughs) Yeah, was it, uh, I mean, was it Buena Vista Television at the time? I guess so. I guess it would have been. Yeah, because I, I, I know Buena Vista Television existed yeah. at one point in time. Which was Disney. Yeah. Like Buena Vista. Yeah. Reedy Creek. Shout out to Reedy Creek Fire Department. I don't know why. Maybe they'll want to work together or something in the, uh, in the near future. Wise. Yeah. No or perhaps. Probably not necessarily. Do any of them listen? Do we know? Do we yeah. Have, do we have those clicks? Chuck? <laughs> There's at least one firefighter named Chuck. Every department has one firefighter named Chuck. I defy it to prove me wrong, America. Um... So, yeah, that came out. How did it do on the Rotten Tomatoes, though? Uh, I think it's just slightly higher than Creed. Uh, yeah, 86. In the 80s, 86. So, yeah. well, all right. Average rating 7.2. Ooh, you so are a little more well-liked than Creed. It hey, says, I uh, guess I'll watch it eventually. Ralph Rick's Internet levels up on his predecessor with a funny, heartwarming sequel that expands its colorful universe while focusing on core characters and relationships. Oh, snap. All right, so I'll, I'll probably watch that whenever it comes out on the so, I guess if home availability. If you liked Wreck It Ralph, then this is a good sequel. Oh, you know what? You know what? When Wreck It, um, yeah, I bet you this will be available on Disney Plus. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All that, all the all, Avengers, all of it uh, Infinity War comes out on Netflix Christmas Day, so don't expect to use it on Netflix on Christmas Day. Yeah, because it's not going to work. No, between every, everybody will be watching it. Between people trying to watch Avengers and people trying to uh, stream the the flaming uh, the the fireplace with the with the Christmas oh, yeah. music. Yeah, yeah. Did Did you see the Kurt Russell? Santa weird Santa special. Yeah, where someone, Kurt Russell has a giant beard and mustache. Some, and some, Santa someone already watched it for the Crespo Hundo. They said did. it wasn't as funny or as magical as they hoped it would be, but oh, still, it's the season. And then I, I looked at the poster. That's yeah. Kurt Russell. No, Santa exactly. Claus. I saw. I was just going. I was going through Netflix the Christmas Chronicles or something. It's called. Yeah, I was just like, what in the hell is this? I don't give a shit if it's bad or cheesy. That that is getting watched between <laughs> yeah. now and Christmas. Kurt Russell Christmas. I cannot not watch Kurt Russell as Santa Claus. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I have to. Yeah. It's going to happen. Um, what else came out this weekend? Robin Hood came uh, out. Robin Hood is number seven. Only ma- It's ma- over the three-day, four-day, five-day weekend. I think it's about on Christmas Day. 14, oh, I mean Thanksgiving Day. $14 million. Oof. Oof. How many screens? 3,000? Uh, 2,800. <laughs> Does it have a budget? Probably not. No, Based on the trailer, looked like a lot of explosions. You got Jamie Foxx, Taron Edgerton don't cost nothing. Ben Mendelsohn, small role as well. No, actually, he's third build. I'm going to peg that budget at 80. 80 to 100. Uh, average rating 3.5 out of 10 on the tomato meter. 3.5 out of 10? 11%. What's that? What's this? No, click on top critics. Click on top. Yeah, just give me the top critics. Let's filter that down. Oh, sorry. 10%. 3.8. Oof. Oof, my goof. It goes down. Consensus is? Uh, Robin Hood robs from rich source material, but is ultimately yet another poor attempt to needlessly gussy up classic tale with amped up action and modern special effects. Damn. That's crazy. No. So it's no Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. Now I want to see it. It's no Robin Hood Men in Tights. <laughs> now I want to see it. If it's going to be that bad. Well, every time I well, see the trailer, I'm like, no, why did they even no, bother? No, I'm watching this and I'm seeing it's like... Uh, it reminds me of the uh, what the King Arthur last King Arthur movie that came out with Jude uh, Law, the, the Guy Ritchie one. Face. Yes, the Guy Ritchie one. Yeah, it looked like that. And like, I'm why? like, this is not going to be any better than this, guaranteed. I bet you it's worse because at least there are moments in King Arthur. I was like, oh, this is yeah. weird enough to be entertaining. <laughs> at least the Guy Ritchie movie. You know, I can't believe Guy Ritchie's doing Aladdin. That makes no sense. Aladdin. I'm he, just he's doing Aladdin. Yes, I saw the Aladdin I trailer. To, I have to keep reminding myself or the that. teaser. I didn't. I had not. I did not watch a teaser for it Aladdin. Doesn't, it doesn't show. It doesn't show anything, right? It doesn't show anything but the fucking the lamp. The, it doesn't show anything but the lamp and the the uh, carpet. The tiger. Oh, in the, in t- the sand. You see him rise, and you see the everybody else just from the back. And that's it. But yeah, yeah and it's just. But dude, it give like the Lion King trailer. Did you see the fucking Lion King trailer? We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> I got some actual news tied to that that we'll talk about in the second half of the show for sure on the Lion King trailer. And have you seen the Detective Pikachu trailer? That just doesn't make any sense, dude. I it makes. I don't understand. I don't know what. Did we talk about this Deadpool Pikachu? I I, I don't know where Dead it's Pikachu? coming. Yeah, I don't know yeah. where it came from. I don't know whose idea. Well, I know nothing no. about this, but I can't wait for it. I think it was based on a graphic novel idea. I mean, we we reported on it when it first got announced, like two years we? ago, oh, because, like like briefly, like Ryan, this is happening. This sounds weird, and then we moved on. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is Detective Pikachu. Yeah. it's fucking live action with like yeah. cartoony looking actual like Bulbasaur. Have, you, have and, you seen the trailer? I'd watch that trailer. I did. Yes, it's fucking great. 
Because I, I had to be like, what, what is this nonsense no, all about? Exactly. I had to know. Yeah, me too. I had to know. <laughs> and you know and what? Now I'm really excited because it, it, people are talking about they don't make any weird, new original movies. Fucking this, this looks is, weird. It this, looks weird. This is weird, new and original. They, they take something existing and made a new weird and original. I got to agree. Oh. Yeah. Robin like, Hood, I don't on the know other hand. I don't know shit about Pokemon. I know just enough to know, you know, who Pikachu is, and I want to watch this. Movie. It's the opposite of Robin Hood. Uh, and I'm just at the right age where I was just slightly older uh, when Pokemon got introduced to America. No. I was just a little older than the demographic, well, but, no, exactly. but I Me still too. checked out a little bit because it was I fun. Never... The action. Whenever they had the monsters battle, it was good, especially Pikachu. When Pikachu, mm-hmm. like... Was set up as like when he like really electrified. It was like it was really cool, like on almost a level of Dragon Ball, cool. Yeah. And then the first Pokemon movie that came out that had a Mewtwo was like the 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 bad Pokemon. Uh, the opening scene is like a bunch of like scientists working in a lab, and then like Mewtwo's experimental. I don't know what it is, but they bust out and it causes all this destruction. I'm pretty sure people die, and I was like watching it. Like, I was like 14, 15. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is intense. I thought yeah. this was Pokemon. What is this? This is supposed to be for my brother. He's like yes, six years old. Yes, it is. Um, anyway, Robin Hood. I want to see it now. Gotta catch them all. I gotta, I gotta Cut. see Robin Hood. It's it on so HBO. Bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, once it comes out on the streaming services and the HBOs and the whatnot. I'm going to be like, why? What did they do? Why would they even bother? At least it's got the Bendelson. The only thing they did right was Bendelson. I guess... Jamie Foxx. Well, Jamie Foxx, I, I don't, I don't he, mind Taron Egerton. In, he's just, he's just another fine. bland white guy. That's, yeah, he's fine. He's <laughs> so, fine. I do get a sense that maybe he's trying to do a lot of uh, physical action stuff between Kingsman and this, but still, he's yeah, he's just fine. Jamie Foxx, you could cast in any role in Robin Hood. He could be Robin Hood. I'm trying to think. He could Hang be on. Little John. He could be uh, Sheriff from Nottingham. He could be any. He could be. If you want to do a, a fun gender bendy one, you could be Maid Marian. Could he be Maid Marian? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If yeah, <laughs> you want to do gender bendery or gay Robin Hood? I mean, yeah. are we? Are he we... could be Maid Marian, and who can come save him? Um, who's gonna come save Jamie Fox? Let's do a uh, Django reunion. Leonardo, Leonardo okay. DiCaprio <laughs> as Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Can come save his Maid Marian. <laughs> uh, Matt, Mad, Mad Man Marian, Marian, Marlon. I don't know. Jimmy Fox call me to work this out. Uh, <laughs> Drew, what you watching besides Creed 2? You watch anything? It's been a crazy week with the holidays and stuff. Yeah, I know. I mean, nah. I watched or video it. gaming. Are uh, back in Red I Dead? Mean, I, I started playing Red Dead again. I watched uh, uh, Joe Rogan thing. The Joe Rogan stand-up on, uh, on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. That was pretty funny. You watched the whole thing? I've, yeah, I watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't... I find it hard to get through a whole like hour stand-up on Netflix. Well, I, I don't. If it, if it's good comedy and it gets me rolling, then I, I'll just you know you just roll with it. And I just roll with it. Sure. I, I mean, obviously, I'm not laughing my ass off the whole time, but it had enough funny parts where you know I'd say it was more than fifty percent funny. Okay, wow. So, Rogan, any particular joke bits? So that's you. Uh, or when the, it was over, the, where you just the, like, hey, the, the the vegan cat food thing was pretty good only because because i have experience with the vegans and you have a cat and and, and, and i know everything about it and i the funny thing is i actually had a conversation with somebody who uh was trying to make their cat all vegan and i had to fucking (laughs) convince them to like do better research and fucking your cat needs taurine or it goes blind and then it stops moving and then it dies they are. They need. They they are carnivores. They need. They are hunters. Meat. They need to eat. They need. They, need, they, they have the. They, they, they have the chewy fangs. They, they have the claws. They need meat. They are tiny little cycle. He does a whole bit on it. When they look at you with their eyes wide open, they're 
Yep. Figuring like, can I eat this once a day? Yep. They're, 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 tiny little to they're tiny little murder monsters. They want to murder you. They've proven that they, they murder birds. They don't murder them to eat them. No, they just murder them. They just murder them. No. Cats are monsters. But they're so cute. Those they are. <laughs> uh, I had a Joe Rogan special. And back on the Red Dead. Uh, yeah, I played the Red Dead. I mean, like I said, it's... Any uh, new developments on it? Or uh, are you I mean, just kind of chugging along? I'm, I'm just chugging along. Uh, I I enjoy the slow pace. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Uh, everything about it. I mean, uh, like... Uh, Matt Miliano just beat it. Like he went through and did all the story. Matt lines. Miliano beat it. Yeah, he, wow, the perks he, he just, of being unemployed. Huh? Well, and the thing, uh, the thing was, uh, like, like you said, he had a lot of time on his hand, but like he didn't do any of the side stuff. He just played the story missions. Oh, true. Okay. He, he found himself. He, he didn't. He didn't spend two hours playing poker. Yeah, he didn't spend two hours salute. playing poker. He he didn't spend fucking three hours hunting, you know, in the woods yeah, and fucking sure. coming across cabins and weird things like that. Like, yeah. I was talking to him about some of the random encounters that I had had, mm. and he was like, it never happened to me. And I was like, no. Because he wasn't exploring. Exactly. He just, he just stuck to his path. Exactly. True, some people so, like to stick to the path. Some I mean, people like it. to explore. I get it. I, get, I, I understand. Like, I, it's going to take me a while to digest this game. I mean, I have plenty of time right now. Sure. So... Well, I guess whenever something really crazy comes up, you gotta chime and let us know. I've been seeing online some people say maybe I just saw one person say it, but I don't know. It was, I mean, it was really funny. Some people were like, "The the music in this movie feels like it's out of a Tarantino movie," which is so yeah. funny because uh, the both the, the movie, both the video game and Tarantino are just pulling from the same yes. sources. It's not yeah, yeah, the best it, source. It was very funny. <laughs> yes, very, very exactly. Funny. And they got that uh, the Angel song on there. <laughs> it is the angel I think it opens the game that's what it's like uh, it sounds like a spiritual sort of it sounds that does sound like it's actually from the Django soundtrack yeah. I mean it's fun I mean you go to the deep south I've run into Ku Klux Klan members and oh, things fun. of that nature yeah murder some KKK yeah I, well awesome. I, I came across some of them they were getting ready to put a cross up to burn it during the day mm-hmm. and I went and like no, I, I could have shot them immediately once I saw them yeah uh, but instead I had the option to greet them so I said what's up guys they both looked over at me and forgot they were holding Holding like a fucking hundred pound cross, yeah. and it fell on them and killed them both. <laughs> really? Yes. They looked. They were like, "Hey, how's it going?" Oh, shit, you're dead. And I'm just like, "Sweet." And I just went along on my horse, like, "All right, dead, dead That's really members." So I bet then if you saw them set up and then you left, well, and I came found, back at night. No, then I it would have been like it's burning at night. I, f- so. I found there was a whole cross burning going on, and I I got to kill like half a dozen to a dozen. I'm sure they, members. They set it up on purpose. They make sure if you're in the south at night, you're like within yeah the I game's mean, version of half a mile of, of a burning. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a fucking cross burning. Bad. Yeah. It's bad. Down yeah, dude, there. It's, yeah, no, exactly. You're you're going through all. It's pretty. In some ways, post Civil War was was worse for like open season. Oof, it was bad, bad. Uh, oh, cool. Kill KKK. That sounds fun. I want to yeah. get the game just to kill some white people. Yeah, you can kill as many just white people some, as you want. Some openly racist white people. It's yeah, a lot yeah. of fun. Uh, I'm not allowed to do it now because you no know, civilians. Mm-hmm. Intolerance. Yeah. Intolerance. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I finished watching Thunderball, which is the fourth. James Bond movie. Okay. I'm rewatching. I'm continuing my James Bond watching movies in James order. James Bond Odyssey. My James Bond Odyssey. Uh, rewatching all 22, 23 movies. I know it's a lot. And it's really a lot when you get to Thunderball, the fourth one, which is the first, like, objectively bad James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the first three, they have their slow parts and all, but they also have memorable parts. And they're all also like an hour and 50 minutes. Thunderball is two hours and ten minutes. Oh, okay. And it feels like five days long. <laughs> At least that's how long it took me to watch it in bits and pieces. It takes place underwater because it's like they finally got underwater photography really good. Okay. Like really, really good looking underwater photography. 
So everything's happening really slow. And underwater. Slow chases, underwater fights. <laughs> and then the music they chose, the theme is like this really underwater. <laughs> and it's so odd. It's grating to the ears. I hated it. I hated it. Those, it's Thunderball. And yet you watch the whole thing. Most of it. I, I scrubbed a little bit. I scrubbed. Well, there's a you know the part where they're in um, like Saint Croix or whatever in Festival. I scrubbed. I don't know, there's going on this scene. Um, and then the next one on the list is uh, you only live twice, and that's so Connery did five. Mm-hmm. Then he st- stopped for a minute. George Lazenby does his, and then Connery comes back for um, Diamonds Are Forever. So that's why I got looking forward to. Um, you know, there's a new Smashing Pumpkins album that came out. I I did know that. It's not bad. I'm not. It's not bad. I don't. I mean, if you like, if you I like left, them, I left Billy Corgan in the '90s. Well, he's a he's a monster. Don't don't think about him specifically. He's I mean he's well, just, no, I mean just just the band and their type of music. It's he, like he's a he's the, a he's a personally he's a right wing wrestling fanatic. Don't worry about it. The, he's the, worst. the way he's that, the, worst the way they grew musically, I wasn't down with. Uh, yeah, sure. So I checked this album out out of curiosity, and it felt kind of melancholyish. You know, I was like, yeah, it's it's uh, some of these songs work, some don't, but. That's all right. It is where it is. I was digging it. Uh, I just started reading this book. I'm for sure going to finish it in this week coming up. So I'll give like a review of it next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just started reading. I read like the first 60 pages of something called The Fifth Season. Okay. Yes, I know. The Fifth Season by N.K. Jemison. J-E-M-I-S-I-N. Um, it's book one. All right. It has all the elements to be bad. Mm-hmm. It's book one of a trilogy. Of course. <laughs> Um, called the Broken Earth Trilogy, Ooh. which is actually kind of a cool title. <laughs> and um, the fifth season, the titles are all, I don't like any of the titles. I'm sure it'll make sense later what the fifth season is. But um, And then there's like, it's a future society where people are split up into groups by names. And there's like, it does, it does, there are some of the elements that you feel. It's not young adults. Mm-hmm. It's for sure not young adults. It's written too well to be intended for ch- uh, teenagers yeah. and children. Um, well, so, I mean, po- post-apocalypse has been popular in just popular culture lately, so... It has 100%. So the big hook of the book so far, as I'm reading the first of the trilogy, is that the, the world the world ends often. And, you know, the world ends, but planet Earth keeps going. So yeah. we keep hearing about, no, oh, it's the end of the world. Yeah, sure, the world ends. The world ends over and over and over for societies and civilizations and for creatures, but planet Earth keeps going. This is a story of the world ending for the last time. Oh. Like, this is it. <laughs> So it's very far in the future. Yeah. The landscape is, I think, earthquakes is the big thing. Yeah. That's the huge issue. Well, yeah, because yeah, because of all the tectonic Tectonics. shifting. Um, we're back to Pangaea at this point. The whatever yeah. is left is just like one big landmass that goes from that keeps one side of the globe. I yeah. guess the rest of it's just it's water. Water, water. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all ocean. It's all ocean. The rest of the globe, and um, there's one big tectonic plate going through a portion of the continent. So they're just waiting for that thing to split for the two continents because yeah. it's just a roiling wound fissure. And uh, and there are people. I don't know if they're people or they're aliens. I don't know what's going on. Drew. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what they are. I'm still. It's still the part where it's all like insinuations, yeah. and it's the fun part. We're like still trying to figure things out, and there's like. In the prologue, talks about how one person, the, one of the big events that sets the story off is how someone, like, he is with some sort of alien thing that he doesn't like. I don't know. He's in a city, like, the major city that's still standing in, in the middle of the continent. And he reaches out with his imaginary, with an imaginary hand. He reaches out and he grabs the city and he grabs the uh, the ground and he grabs the bedrock and he grabs the magma. And he holds everything in his imaginary hand and he holds it up and he thinks about all of it. And then he breaks it. That's how it's described. And he breaks it. 
And then for the next like 50 pages, they're just talking about the shit that happened up north. No, the, the news hasn't gotten to this part of the world yet about what happened up north. But apparently like one person just like destroyed an entire region and the reverberations are, are gigantic. And there's people in this world that have some sort of like they can, can they can grab the, the, the atmosphere around them I don't know man it's it's weird it's, so it's a weird fantasy sci-fi yeah. uh, and it's just the beginning post 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 apocalyptic yeah, yeah. and uh, the one of the characters as I'm reading it keeps going back and forth between her and other characters uh, her, she is written in the second person Okay. So it's you do this and you're yeah. doing that and you notice this and you're this woman. It's yeah. it's, it's weird. It's a very interesting mm-hmm. book. Just picked it up, not necessarily randomly, but picked it up because I heard people talk about it on another podcast mm-hmm. on a on a much much bigger, much more popular mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm check it out. I'll check it out. I got a, I got, cool. I got about a week worth of that. So I got that <laughs> and I bought um Robert Graysmith's uh, Zodiac. Oh, very nice. I'm finally gonna read Zodiac. <laughs> yeah, read yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you got the time, Chris. I'm, I'm gonna have the time. So I'm going to read Zodiac. Uh, but yeah, the fifth season sounds really good so far. I'm like really... I mean, I bought it for for my little vacation coming up here, and I'm already like four chapters deep because I can't... I just want to keep reading. Because you want to keep reading. Yeah, I just want to keep reading. What next? It's a good sign. It's a good sign of good writing. Um, all right, so let's do this, Drew. Let's uh, listen to Billy Dee's Death of the Movies. Let's do that. All right, and then... Uh, actually, yeah, let's go ahead and, and, and set that up right now. There is only one God, and his name is Death. And there is only one thing we say to death. Fuck you two! Welcome to Billy D's Death at the Movies. What is up, my dudes? I hope everyone had a nice little holiday weekend. This one felt exceptionally long. We started digging through screeners this weekend and watched A Star is Born and Bohemian Rhapsody. I liked A Star is Born more than I like most musicals, which is saying something. I think I give musicals about musicians a pass because the music has a reason for being a part of the story. That being said, the music was good. The ballads were good, and so were the Jackson Maine songs. The pop music, not so much. Cooper and Gaga both do amazing things with very little material to actually work with. Cooper also directed the hell out of this. It was more visually interesting than Bohemian Rhapsody. I just wish that I knew more about these characters. A Zack Snyder type opening with Mange's journey to the top would have been nice. I also would have liked to see her making some moves for herself. Struggling to write some songs or being unhappy with where she was in her life. Like, just give me a, a, a good day and a bad day in both of their lives. I also didn't think she had a lot of say in what was happening to her all these you know men in her life were just like you have to do this now and you know she did that eventually i don't know this movie just has some weird problems that i didn't think i'd notice like how lady gaga is the only woman in the movie but yeah it was good bohemian rhapsody woof how can a movie about one of the most interesting and flamboyant personalities slash bands in rock and roll history be so fucking boring brian singer's a pretty visual director right Like, this was so boring to look at, so basic it made me question whether or not movies like Walk the Line and Ray were any good at all. So for science, I rewatched Walk the Line, and nope, that movie is still pretty great, because it's a warts and all portrait of an artist. Cash fucking sucks as a person through most of that movie, but we're shown all these things and it allows us to build a complete picture of a person and care more. This criticism is also valid for A Star is Born. The best things about Bohemian are the performance pieces and the Night at the Opera montage. Malik is good, but those fucking chicklets, man. Christ. It was like looking at a caricature. As a Queen fan, I was disappointed by this. Queen wasn't a basic fucking band. Their movie shouldn't be a basic fucking movie. 
Creed 2 delivers all that great rocky rockiness in concentrated form. These movies are formulaic, and you know the beats before you walk in, but it's like a nice bowl of chicken soup. Sometimes you just want the classics. Plus, we get to spend some time with pop culture's favorite boxing icon. Win-win. This was interesting because by the end of this, I actually felt for Ivan and Victor Drago. Everyone has motivations, the stakes are high, we know the backstory, fighting is top-notch, it's not as good as Creed, but it's a quality sequel that treats some of the more cartoonish Rocky films as serious canon. Also, Joe Bob Briggs did a Thanksgiving marathon on Shudder that you can now watch on demand. So jump into some dinners of death with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Hills Have Eyes, Takashi Miike's Dead or Alive, and Blood Rage. Be sure to tell me what you thought of Takashi Miike's Dead or Alive on Twitter at I Love Blood, or on Instagram at I Love Blood, or on Instagram again at Billy D Snaps. Stay cool. I'm Billy D. Prepare yourself for this path twists and turns without end through the labyrinths of the Eldridge realm. Thank you, Billy D. We appreciate his death at the movies, Drew. He thought a star is born is good. Had some interesting quibbles, though. I liked it. And uh, did not like Bohemian Rhapsody, though. Ah, well, I did not see Bohemian Rhapsody, so I can't tell you if I liked it or not. I mean, eventually. It's okay. It'll come out on HBO or It's middle of the road. I thought it was okay. He really didn't like it. I thought it was okay. And he also, just like us, Star Creed 2 was fine. Mm -hmm. And then I would like to reiterate to people, he said, uh, if you want to check out his, um, I think you're on Shutter recommendations, he really wants people to let him know what they think about Takashi Miyake's Dead or Alive. Yes, so please, please people do, because the movie is pretty fucking awesome. Yes, you know what? Cresmo Hundo, we've done a whole Hundo. I think between all the people who have completed and not completed, we've seen over a thousand movies Nobody's between all of us. Nobody's seen I don't think a single person has seen a single Takashi Miyake movie. Guys. Except maybe Billy D. Guys. If anyone has, it's been, it was him. Guys. We haven't, because no new one has come out this year. Have, I don't necessarily need to see the other ones again. Yeah, we were up on we're up on our Miyake. We need I'm, a new Miyake. I've seen it. I've seen Gozu. I've seen it. Yeah, a lot of lack of Gozu and Dead or Alive, Nietzsche the Killer, yeah. and you know Visitor Q. Which is, and we talk well, about these movies no all one, the time. Visitor Q is one of those movies. Like I don't know how we got to watch it, but that's not like oh accessible. we got to, we got to watch it by, <laughs> uh, by uh, the Jusek. Yeah, that's not like accessible to people. Like, oh, anywhere. it was on VHS. I think he uh, dubbed it from a rental yeah. Stardust video. Exactly. Um. If you watch Visitor Q, that counts as two to your hunter. <laughs> oh, definitely. And, Just the work of finding it. And, and a, the work of finding it and B for the fact that it will probably scar you for the rest of your life. It will scar you for the rest of your life. A, very, a strong lack of Takashi Miyake. It's funny. All the movies people watch this year, and there's still so many movies that people haven't, haven't watched. Seen. Well, I mean, Which, you know, they're all... For a while, I was like, it was, this was going to be a, a one-year, one-and-done deal, but I, I think, Drew, I'm leaning towards... I mean, a lot of people. I'm leaning towards a new hundo in 2019. It it generated a lot of talk. A lot of talk, a lot of interest. A lot of people are still doing it. We got a, over, I think, 12 or 13 people have finished it. Another five or so, five or ten who are trying to get there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's impressive. I think we should do it again. Definitely, I agree. Because there's still plenty of movies that people haven't seen. They haven't seen any Miyakis. I mean... <sighs> People haven't seen it. I don't know. We got we got to do more. Miyake is an acquired taste. Miyake is much like a fine wine. He's an acquired taste. Yeah. Well, this is Cinema Crespiso, the fine wine of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> is that what's going on here? Yeah, it's because we're older than most other podcasts. Uh, we go down smoother, but we also uh, got a bit of a bite. Her. And we'll tell you what's up. We do. Um. Okay. So let's take a break. We'll be right back. With the second half of the show, we have an email to read, and I got a bunch of movie news stories. 
And, uh, oh, I forgot to mention, we don't have a guest. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you haven't noticed, there's nobody talking besides me and Chris today. I mean, yeah. Maybe you thought they were politely sitting here waiting for me to inter- introduce Either them. That, I forgot maybe, to do so. Or maybe they were, um, maybe they're doing sign language the whole time. ASL. And, you know, because yeah. we're, we're really good at doing, you know, visual commentary on a podcast. Absolutely. That, you know, people can't see. We're a very what we're visual doing. show, yeah. as you can tell by our augmented reality posts on Instagram. I'm not putting any of those up. It was Thank all terrible. God. I was just showing you how. <laughs> that was some strange stuff. Chris. Was, yeah, it was, no, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Whatsoever. What I do like is our sweet theme song. Thanks, Rob Ryder. Ikahanaudio.com. Go there for all of your audio needs. Not just music, but sound mixing, sound capturing, recording. He can do it for you. He's based out of L.A. But if you want to fly him out to where you are. I mean, I'm sure he will take the job. I highly recommend you do it. Um, Again, that's Ikahanaudio.com. We will be right back with the second half of the show. Hey, Chris. Uh, Lady Reptastic. What about her? Ask her to do a review of Robin Hood. Oh, can we please hear that? I think she may have misunderstood me. Yeah, of course. Well, either that or she thought she watched Robin Hood and probably watched something else. Uh, yeah, let's see. Check this out. Let's see. Hello, this is Lady Reptastic with your movie review today. is Robin Hood in theaters now, produced by Wendy Williams Company. Robin Williams t- tells this, wait a minute, Robin Hood. Did I say the movie was called Robin Williams? I said the movie was, Robin Williams died by a self-inflicted rope that happened to fall around his head because he has mental problems. Anytime somebody displays mental problems, you need to call 911 or you need to choke them in the face and say, don't be, don't kill yourself. Because killing yourself is not a solution to living. It only pisses everybody off because they have to talk about how your loss is our gain. The world is better with you in it so don't kill yourself go see robin hood in theaters now this has been louder up so i'm not even sure if she saw the movie i mean she she might have but she definitely went off on a tangent i think she thought robin williams died with a hood on his head (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah died with a hood on his head robin hood the story of uh, mental illness and and ropes and ropes self-afflicted yeah Listen to the Lady Raptastic Show every Wednesday, pftmedia.com, Spotify, etc., etc. Thank you, lady. We appreciate it. Uh, we got an email. Yes, we do. Let's hear it. Yeah, it's from Scott. What's up, Scott? He's got Creed 2 and Ralph Rex the Internet. Beautiful. Reviews. Ralph Rex the Internet? I'm just doing it the That's way what he, he said it. That's what he wrote. Okay. Uh, so, Creed 2. I agree with pretty much everything y'all have said, so I won't say it again. I liked it, just not as much as the first. A few things, though. 
The fight choreography wasn't nearly as enthralling this time as mm-hmm. it was the last time. Mm-hmm. Definitely missed having Coogler in the director's chair for those crucial scenes. Mm-hmm. I was so glad that Ivan Drago uh, got his scene with Rocky. That scene was great, but it was cold uh, and also somewhat humanizing for Ivan. Just hearing him string together words and sentences into actual dialogue, it was more than we ever got from Rocky Four. Mm-hmm. Sure, he wants to quote-unquote break Rocky's break, boy. Break him. Exactly. Uh, but this one scene made Ivan a real-life character and not just the beast he had been previously. <laughs> and then there's Victor Drago. Victor. I never saw him as the bad guy at all. An antagonist, sure, but never truly a villain. I saw a dude who got dealt a real shit hand in life and a cursed name to a prick dad who raised him to do the only thing you can do when you're Ukrainian and built like a tank. Mm-hmm. Apart from a little bit of a trash talk in a pre- press conference, what did he ever what did he ever do that was bad? Okay, maybe that one thing with that first fight. But I did actually feel for Victor when you know who showed up and eventually left. Dude has some deep issues. Mm-hmm. He could just be as rich a character as Adonis Creed himself, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm 100% with a Netflix-ish limited series, Drago colon Redemption. <clears throat> Eight to ten episodes max, Ivan and Victor in Ukraine slash Russia, dealing with the aftermath of the second Creed fight, trying again to redeem their now twice-cursed name from the oligarchs and you-know-who. I think Victor could be a very intriguing protagonist if, if anyone were to bother. Anyways, three stars. Would you watch a Victor Drago Netflix miniseries? Made by the same people who did Creed 2, Stephen Kaplan Jr. I mean, if it's just more of... Co-written by Stallone. I mean, oh man, maybe... I mean, I mean, Dolph Lundgren will be in every episode. So. Yeah, yeah. Small robot. Yes, he'll be in every episode. Oh. This guy, this Florin, whatever his name is, he'll, no. he'll be in it. Gigantic in every scene. Well, I mean, punching walls. I would, I would, I would watch the first episode. Definitely. Give, give it a shot. I would watch you give first, it a shot. I'll watch the first episode. All right, Scott, we'd give it a shot. Hey, Netflix, throw Scott some money so he can develop some stuff. <laughs> uh, and Ralph wrecks the internet. All right. Shame on them for ruining a built-in perfect title. The movie's fine enough. I remember the first Ralph being geared more towards the kids with a few scraps thrown in for the adults. The Mm -hmm. sequel is very much the same. Mm -hmm. It has a great theme about friendships and how they can evolve and how that's not always such a bad thing. But I spend most of the movie in my own head saying kid thing, kid thing, kid thing, kid thing, adult thing, kid thing, kid thing, adult thing, kid thing, kid thing, kid thing. One revelation I had, Sarah Silverman as Vanellope Von Schweetz is one of my favorite voice-to-animation pairings in movies. The combination of the voice and that cute little avatar, it results in a perfect character, one that I fully buy into. When she's happy, Mm -hmm. I'm happy. When she's sad, I'm sad. Mm -hmm. I adore Vanellope. The other one, by the way, is Ellen DeGeneres as Dory. And just like today, I didn't fully realize it with Ellen until I saw Finding Dory. It took a sequel for the notion to sink in. 2.5 stars. Take care, guys. So we actually like Creed 2 a little more than uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2. A whole half star. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I mean, it makes sense. He's, he's an adult. And as everyone said, Wreck-It Ralph, Ralph Breaks it's a fucking kid. It's a kid's movie. He Straight is, up. It's a kid's movie. He is an adult. And that is true. I think. Who actually, I've never checked his IDs. <laughs> See you now. Maybe. Uh, just the internet. Yep. Know. Could be a lady in Sri Lanka for right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to that lady in Sri Lanka. Who Thanks, keeps listening. Scott. Thanks, Scott. We appreciate. Uh, uh, yeah, Sarah Silverman's pretty, pretty great in that for that voice acting part. I uh, read a funny thing about how she had to be reminded by her Disney handlers during a press junket. They're like, hey, remember this is a you know family kids movie? And she's like, why? What happened? What? I was just doing an interview. And they're like, you said Cupid does coke. During an interview, she did an interview where she said Cooper does go. And she was like, Oh, I, I was just riffing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she has to, like, my bad. She has to be reminded. It's like, watch what she, what she says that she does uh, press for yeah. her family. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sarah Silverman, that irascible, 
Gimp. She's so fun. You mentioned it, Drew. The Lion King trailer. Yes. Teaser trailer. I did. It's I mean, it man, all the feels, all the feels. It's, it's but, all just. The, but, but then again, it is a pretty much just shot. I mean, shot for it, shot. This is gonna be shot for shot the same movie that I saw when I was a kid. Un, so unlike the Jungle Book, it does look like the exact same movie, just now yeah. photo real. Exactly. Right. Which is, is which, it, which can be fun. Is it gonna make it better or worse? Well, it it all depends. I mean, are they gonna stick with you know all of the? Because at that at that point in time, you know it would. It's a Disney classic. It hits all the Disney notes, the animation, the the adult stuff, the kid stuff. But are they going to stick with the music stuff? Because yeah. that was a big part of The Lion King. Mm-hmm. I mean, that whole Hakuna Matata song was freaking everywhere. And, I mean, Elton John with The Circle of Life. Come on. That song still plays in fucking supermarkets right now. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So many iconic lines. And the only voice you hear in the trailer... Is fucking James Earl Jones? It's like one, yeah, it's, one of the it's very fucking Mufasa. Words, it's like I think <laughs> the only voice that comes back. Yeah, and he, and he's doing he's doing the, the same line that you've the, heard the, however many hundreds ex- of times ex- you've seen this movie. The exact same dialogue. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. Everything that the sun touches is our kingdom. Everything, Simba. Um, so this movie's gonna make all the money. Oh, yeah. All, all the money. All the money. I don't know what John Favreau is going to do with all the money that Disney's about to... I mean, Jungle Book is already a huge hit. Iron Man, all these movies that have already been gigantic hits for John Favreau. Lion King is going to make so much money. Oh, no, he, yeah, yeah, He is going to get Orson Welles fat with all the wealth. Oh, no, 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 no. Seriously, yes, Chris, because this is... He's going mean, to literally blow the, up to be a, the, a... The thing is, ever since... The original Lion King movie came out. 94, 93? It has been either on screen or on stage somewhere. That stage production in New York has been running nonstop. It has its own gigantic theater that's built I mean, in. Like I said, the, the Lion King has been being performed. It's Julie Taymor's Lion King, I believe, as a matter of fact. Uh, she's a but legend, like I said, absolute legend. I mean, th- this is just, it's, this is going to reinvigorate even all more of it so. all over again. Even more so. Um... Disney shared this on their own Twitter feed. In the first 24 hours, the 90-second teaser online around the world had 224.6 million views. Uh, let's see, is that a record? Some sort of record. I'm sure it is. I mean, dude, it's Lion King. It that. Oh, it's the it's the behind. It's just behind the highest one day debut ever. Uh, Avengers: Infinity War, 238 million times in one day. Oh wow. So that's the type of money we're looking at. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Avengers: Infinity War tap monies. I mean, it's Disney. As long as I mean, Disney knows what they're doing with their animation. It's their it's their story to begin with. Disney so knows what they're doing, for the most part. Yeah, for the most part, sticking with Disney, in a way. Yeah, got a couple of Disney stories here. The guy who wrote, um, Aladdin. Okay. And, and so, and since they're just using his script, he's yeah. getting writing credit for Aladdin. No, is he even getting credit? They're using his script, uh-huh. but because it's an animated movie, the WGA rules say that he doesn't have to get paid for the live action remake of his own screenplay. Mm-hmm. So he's not getting any money for for um for the uh, guy Richie's for Aladdin. this time yeah, around. For this time around, but I'm sure he got a lot of money that first time around. So for some, yeah, he did, and he's. Written, he's been writing stuff for years. His first movie was uh, Little Monsters, that Fred Savage, Howie okay. Mandel movie. Yeah. 
and his uh, his filmography things he's written is it's spotty with like some things that are good and some things that are like real trash really successful but real trash like the National Treasure movies well, and I mean, if it makes money man. The, he did the 98 Godzilla no. mm-hmm. but he also wrote Godzilla vs. Kong that's come out soon yeah. so, damn man that sucks anyway um, he got into a fight online with someone from the CW's The 100 okay. a writer from that show Julie Benson uh and they got into a Twitter fight, and the whole thing really now boils down to this guy, Terry Rossio, uh, feels that calling someone an anti-vaxxer mm-hmm. is the same as using the N-word. Why? And in his initial tweet saying that, he didn't say the N-word. He said the N-word. He, yeah, he, yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. He thinks, yes, so. Wow. White privilege. How do I privilege? Uh, first off, anti-vaxxers are terrible people who are trying to bring the world down from the inside through smallpox and measles. You're all bad. And second, it's Seriously. not the same as the N-word. Not even close to the N-word. The whole, the whole vaccines lead to autism thing has been and, disproven. Incorrect. 100%. The science is there. You're incorrect. Stop it. None of our listeners are anti-vaxxers. Yeah, no, our listeners are smart people get who back, get uh, don't vaccinated. want to die of measles yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the 21st century. Or, you know, have polio come back. Polio, yeah. Oh, no, now there's a super polio. You hear about the super polio that they can't figure out the cause of? There's all these kids now that are having polio-like symptoms, but they can't figure it out. It's a great dream. It's a we, we, great time to be alive. We eradicated polio in small box. The world ends for the last time. We'll see. Um... So yeah, Terry Rossio is uh, he sucks. He also wrote all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Anyway. Mm. So don't call people anti-vaxxers, Drew, because apparently okay. it's the same thing as using the N word. Gotcha. Although even in his follow-up tweet, he then referenced the N word as opposed to saying the, the N word. One last Disney story: um, Tim Allen let loose some Toy Story four deets that were okay. previously unannounced. Huh? I'm sure to Disney's chagrin, unless it was a planned leak. Yeah, never, never, never know these days. Never know these days. You never ever know. He was on some damn talk show. Who's he talking to? Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon. One of the Jimmys. He was talking to Jimmy Fallon. He says regarding Toy Story Four, Keanu Reeves has a great part. Actually, a little inside story. Even Reeves said, "Gentle." gentle wonderful guy that he is this sounds too much like Buzz Lightyear and his character does have an edge to that and the guy said so we calmed him down a little bit and they reminded me his toy is only that big and then he referenced that the toy is like mm-hmm. a, like the size of a toy yeah, it's so Keanu Reeves apparently plays some sort of edgy character in toy character in Toy Story 4 cool I'm down yep. I like the Reeves so expect a, a toy Keanu. to show up guns a blazing going whoa I know Kung Fu I know I'm ready I'm ready for Toy Story 4 it's gonna be amazing Tom Hanks said that recording the final the final scenes recording the dialogue for the final scenes of Toy Story 4 was very difficult because he couldn't get through the blubbering and sobbing that he was doing I'm sure well I mean it's the end I mean there are this is gonna be the end of the story is it I mean, I thought Toy Story three was when they donated the toys to a whole other family. Well, yeah, but obviously not. <laughs> obviously not. Lots of hugs a lot, whatever. Voiced by uh, someone. Mm. Um, Robocop returns is Neil Blomkamp's Robocop sequel that he's making, and just like he his idea for he wanted to make an alien movie that was a direct sequel to Aliens, 
a race in Alien 3. Uh-huh. Just like Superman Returns, Brian Singer Superman Returns. It's supposed to be. A sequel to yeah. Al- uh, Superman 2. Yeah. Uh, just successfully now, Halloween is a, a sequel to Halloween. That's confusing. <laughs> um, huh. Robo- Halloween 78, Halloween 2018. 2018. Uh, RoboCop Returns is a sequel to the first RoboCop. I think okay. even ignoring the second. So movie. retconning two through whatever. Two through three plus the three um, made for Canadian TV movies. Yeah. I think. There's also a great Frank Miller written comic book run Robocop vs. Terminator anyway I'm sure obviously it involves time travel yeah. uh, someone asked Neil Baumcom because he's active on Twitter hey who do you want to play Robocop in your Robocop Returns he wrote duh Peter Weller yeah he's that'd like, be awesome I want Peter Weller to come back um, Peter Weller's people already that sentence is not starting out well yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah his people have put out a statement saying he is not interested in returning to the role of Alex Murphy as Robocop the 71 year old f- former thespian he doesn't really act anymore no but he's more of a archaeologist you know, professor doctor it, of whatever the fuck it, he intellectual to do. Yeah. Yeah, uh, 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 lecturer yeah that's what he does now you want to see me? Gotta pull up Peter Weller YouTube to find his like lectures. Um, um, yeah, he's uh, not interested in coming back. So, so they're gonna have to look for a Robocop. Drew, give me a Robocop go. I'll give you one, Jimmy Fox. Too funny. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Like I said earlier, put I'm him in anything. For, I'm done for Black Robocop. He can he can cool. do anything, Jamie Fox. Yeah. <laughs> it's on. It's annoying. No, it's not even that he's like that great. He's no, like, he's not even that great. But he's good enough. He's so versatile. Yeah, he's good enough. He can be in anything. It's yeah. annoying. Hmm. Who would you get? They, they got to be kind of old if this is going to be. Yeah, I don't know. I a guess continuation of the story, uh, unless they want to do. Um, the story takes place in like 1989. No. Make it a period piece. Get rid of cell phones. Oh yeah, just get rid of cell phones. I mean, it doesn't even. I mean, it can reference Murphy. I'm sure the RoboCop program. They can absolutely just reference. Does not have to just because of the sequel to that movie doesn't have to reference Alex Murphy. No. It could be it, years it could later. Be Alex Murphy's done. Anyone. Yeah, it could be anyone. So no. let's do. Um... Oh, you want to do, do a Paul Rudd RoboCop? No, what Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd cop. Paul RoboCop. <laughs> Robo Rudd. I'm fine. With po- I was thinking. Paul I was thinking, Rudd. I was thinking. What's her name? I keep seeing her in trailers. Uh, not trailers. Commercials. Anna Kendrick. I was thinking Anna Kendrick would be fun. An- RoboCop. Anna Kendrick. Yeah. That. I mean, we could put. But but they keep c- the suit the same. They size. could be Robo. They could be Robo Buddy Cops. <laughs> yes. But they both have same size suits. Because no. I want her to just be like floating in there. <laughs> yes. Paul Rudd, Anna Kendrick. Buddy Robocops. Yeah. I'm in. Robocop 2. Robocop 2 T-O-O. The sequel. Colon yes. the sequel. Uh, that sounds too much like a National Lampoon thing. I know. We're <laughs> pushing too far, sorry guys. We push it too far. Drew. Chris. The story here. The story. Um, is, it, <clears throat> is it Detective Pikachu? No, no, no. That does look fun, but no, we already talked about that one. This is, uh, what do you think about this one? This is an interesting conundrum of some, not a conundrum. Oh, okay. We got the Joker movie. Yes. This $55 million R-rated movie about the origin story of the Joker. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Which did not sound like a good idea until I saw pictures, and then I'm like, whoa, this looks fucking weird. Weird. looks weird. They put on a lot of pictures. And Joaquin Phoenix looks nothing like any sort of Joker we've ever seen. No, but he does definitely look like a Joker. But he's like doing some Joker. sort of a Joker. Revealed also through casting. This movie will have Thomas Wayne for sure. We already talked about that. Alec Baldwin was cast as yeah. him. He fell out. He was like, ah, they can get anyone to play that role. Like, kind of slagging it. Yeah. Uh, so they found someone else, some no-name guy. Um, And they've cast a Bruce Wayne. So we will see the Waynes in this movie. They haven't yeah. cast Martha yet, but that means Martha's coming. Yep. 
they cast their Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne in this movie is 12 years old. No. Joaquin Phoenix is 44. Mm-hmm. If we follow this timeline... That, that means Joker's old as fuck. That means when Batman becomes Batman, he's fighting yeah. a 70-year-old man. Well, I mean, there are theories about theory time. Joker. Theory time, Drew. I mean, there are just there are well, there are comic book theories about Joker well, and what or who he. What's may going be. on, right? Well, let's let's tie this into this actual movie. What little we know about it, um, maybe Drew, this Joker is not the, the Joker. Joker. He's well, some sort of inspiration for the well, person who ends up being the. Jo- and here's the, the thing, as we know, is the Joker. I mean, even in the Scott Snyder Batman that you read, there was some new post Joker, right? Joker that, thing where that, it's they're passed around his face. Exactly. So I mean, so it's people, but they cut off his face pe- and they're passed pe- around pe- his face and they strap it on. It's weird. There and are simple. exactly there. There there are theories in the comic book world that. A Joker is like this weird, like eternal being. Mm-hmm. Uh, B, you know, he could be uh, somehow connected to the Lazarus pits that we just sure. don't. Yeah, 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 that yeah. Nobody, just, you know, everyone just kind of brushes it off. That's that's Batman um, Lord. It's always there. Exactly. Uh, or you know, very convenient. Or that you know, depending on what Joker you're talking about, you're actually talking about an entirely different person and character. It just happens to be that this. There's this mythos about the Joker, so he just fucking lives on. Interesting, yeah. Um, man, so what is... Well, obviously, I don't think you're going to go with any of the supernatural stuff with this movie. It looks much more grounded. No. I mean, they said their influences are Scorsese movies like Taxi Driver and King of Comedy, yeah. so... Well, like you said, maybe just a Joker. Maybe, so maybe the some predecessor. Sort of, some sort of predecessor. Maybe is inspiring whoever the real Joker is, so no. it's not technically an actual... Or- it is the origin of the Joker, but not in the way we're thinking. Yeah. Um, there was that new... The new Fifty Two. There was that we talk about this because I read about it briefly online, and then I don't read comics regularly, so I, I don't know uh, what happened to up. it. But it must have been revealed by now. Where there's a thing where Batman was sitting in some sort of like god chair that gives the person who sits in the chair all the knowledge that they oh, want. Oh, he, he wanted to finally figure out who the fuck the Joker yeah, was and or he, is. And, and he says, "What is the Joker's real name?" And then he gets the information. He's like, "No, it can't be." And then mm-hmm. it's like cliffhanger, and that's gonna be revealed in the future. But that was like a year and a half, ago, two years ago. It's got to be out there. I don't know how to what to search for though. Uh, and then what if it's an underwhelming answer? It doesn't make any sense to me because I don't follow up anything else. It's like this one person. I don't know. Is it the devil? Is it just the devil? Is the Joker just Satan? If you know who the Joker is, hit us up on Twitter at Crespity. So with the hashtag, I know the Joker, and then uh, give us your thoughts, whoever it might be, and then we'll tally up uh, uh, your votes. We'll put together a poll, and the winner of the poll will win a three-night stay in uh, Dusseldorf, Germany, in the year 2032. No expenses paid. Uh, Drew Scott, we're trying to look up the information right now. How he does that, I'll kind of start wrapping up the show, throw some plugs out there. It's weird. I know it's hard. It's it's such a needle in the haystack of information. It's from a very specific iteration of DC, which I think it was. Oh, okay. Is that the one where before Dr. Manhattan erased the timeline or after? I see. I can't remember. This whole thing where Dr. Manhattan erased the timeline. (laughs) Oh, it said there were. uh, So there, apparently that there were. there are three. The, the Mobius is called the God Chair. It was actually called the Mobius Chair, whatever that means. Mobius Chair. Okay. Uh, to take it told it told the real name, but it also told them that there were three Jokers. So Joe Chill actually was one of them, the original Joe Chill. Really? Yeah. It's the guy who killed his parents. Exactly. Makes him one of the Jokers. Okay. But apparently, there are three jokers so maybe that's why he was like that can't be because the, the information yeah. got like there are three of them in total yeah and, he's like, and he was fighting three people without realizing there are three different jokers yeah okay that's fine that's fine 
I like the idea that uh, the whole new DC thing startup happened because it turns out Dr. Manhattan, for some reason, erased like two, three years worth of timeline. Yeah, he can just <laughs> boop, and, gone. And things just didn't make sense anymore mm-hmm. for people. Like, what's yeah. going on now? Like, that's fun. Anyway. Yeah, no, exactly. They, they kind of... But then it also... But, well, enfolding in Watchmen into official DC lore, they got the chance to retcon some stuff. But then it also makes it weird that the whole idea of Watchmen is that it is sort of not lampooning, but satirizing what comic books are. Yeah. And that's, even the color palette is reflective of what comic books were at the time. Yes. So then just folding them into the real comic books is like, well, now... Like, it's kind of weird. Now your Animaniacs are just running around in the real world. And yes. That, that doesn't make any sense anymore. <laughs> Just doesn't make any sense. Uh, Patreon.com slash Crespo Diso. Sign up to be a patron and check out our bonus episode on Creed 2. And then you can go back and listen to our episodes on Venom and Mandy. And uh, where's my notebook? I don't know. Whole, whole bunch of stuff. Is, your note, is this the notebook you're talking about right here? The one no, in my, front of you? No, my orange notebook. Uh, I, orange. I, my, my bonus episode. Boom. Book. The Where, orange is for bonus. As ideas and stuff. Bonus Look, you orange. can check out. We, have, we did Venom. We did Mandy, A Star is Born, Halloween, and we just did Creed 2. We also have a John Carpenter, uh, uh, Crespo Diesel Film School, a choose-your-own-movie adventure for Halloween horror films, Tom Hanks movies, and we have one coming out Good this week. Another one coming out this Friday. Uh, I think I have it scheduled for Friday. Friday or Saturday. New bonus episodes coming out all the time. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Crespo Diso. It's one dollar. And as much as is however much you As choose. much as you want. There is an actual official tier system, one, two, three, four, five dollars. But as little as a dollar, you get access to everything. Everything. No restrictions for our shows. Um, if you pay five dollars, you actually get input as to what we do. Drusa Cogburn, where can people find you online besides Twitter at Drusa Cogburn? I mean, that's not me, but they do a great job at pretending to be. Uh, also, uh, at Antihara419 on uh, Instagram yeah, and sure. on Facebook as well. That's right. Don't, But don't bother me because I'm not that active. Don't bother him. Leave him alone. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just not, I'm not that active. I don't do, it's not like I, you, you tag me in posts every once a week. Uh, it's about as much Facebook as I use. And oh, I, on Facebook, I, I don't. Yep. I don't think I've had an. I don't think I've posted anything on Instagram in over six months. Or so. Oh, so we did the last logo when we debuted the logo. You yeah. posted something, but uh, so. Facebook auto tags you in those pictures. That's not even me. Doing. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> it's just Facebook. Oh, that's your Chicago. Yep, like, it I'm knows. Like, I'm like, yeah, it is. So I'm, I guess I'll just leave the tag in there. Yeah. Hit me up on Twitter at I am Chris Crespo. I'll tweet you back. I'm a good guy. Uh, at least with a GIF. Well, you're active on social media, at least. Yeah, for a time being, until I get an intern. I reach out to UCF to see, oh, when I can see, see how that goes. Pass all these passwords off to some yeah, schmuck yeah. to handle it for me. In the meantime, I would love for you to follow me on Instagram, Cinema Crespediso, and uh, of course, PFT Media. Trisha Godwin. Chris Crespo. I think we're done. Okay. All right. Cool. PFT Media Production.